It's the California Wine Country Podcast with Steve Jackson and Dan Berger. We taste, we laugh, we learn. It is California Wine Country. Our guest today is Tom Elliott of Northwest Wines. Tom, good to see you. How are you? Thank you. I'm very well. Get right up on that mic. Yes, indeed. Uh, we'll talk all about Northwest in a, in a few moments. Uh, we're beginning, as we often do, with uh, some wine out of Dan's cellar. This is a Riesling. Explain this one. It's interesting. Well, it's my house white wine for the moment uh, because it's not only is it inexpensive, but it's delicious and it's relatively dry. It's not as dry as I normally drink, but this is uh, from uh, Clare Valley, which is just north of Adelaide in Australia, and it's uh, from uh, uh, the the brand name is JB for everybody who knows JB. It's J- Jim Barry Wines. They're a l- fairly good sized company. They export to the United States on a consistent basis. And they're big they, in Australia. They're big in Australia. They make a lot of wine. They're, they're, this is their least expensive wine. It's eleven ninety nine at Bottle Barn. It's called uh, Watervale. It's called Jim Barry W Riesling. And it's at eleven ninety nine, pretty good value. And I keep it in the house usually about three months out of the year because it's good value and it's something I can rely upon. And great for the reason. summer. Yeah, good for summer. It's a little, a little well, sweet. I like it. Well, slightly sweet, but it's dry, basically dry. Uh, although Tom Elliott, who's with us today, is going to be offering us some rather astounding cool climate wines. And that's one of the reasons why we're drinking the Australian wine. It's cool climate region, and this whole show is about cool climate because it, Tom brings in wines from three different regions that are all cool climate. And any chance we get to use the word cool, we appreciate. <laughs> it's pretty cool because other than it's we're not that cool. Well, Dan is. <laughs> yeah, Dan's anywhere cool. Dan is is a cool climate. Uh, Tom <laughs> Elliott, it's Northwest Wines. Uh, explain Northwest Wines. I, you guys. Uh, have wines from Oregon, Willamette Valley, the state of Washington, and even Italy. But explain how this all started and what Northwest Wines is all about. Yeah, so actually not Italy, uh, but rather... It says it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm looking at Avalon wine. Uh (laughs) It's very confusing. No problem. Just a little bit north of the Alps in Germany. (laughs) So uh, even cooler climate than Italy. Hey, you got the continent right. Cut up some slack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Okay. So, uh, explain Northwest Wines. Um, we have like three hours, right? Uh, <laughs> We're here till midnight. Uh-huh. Okay, that's, that's good. Well, um, I started Northwest Wines in 1985. Wow. While I was living in Calistoga, of all places. And, um, well, actually, to back up further than that, um, 1979, I had a a, a, a burgundy wine, a red burgundy that I still remember very clearly, and it was the first Nirvana experience wine I've ever had. <laughs> and I remember it was Charles Piat, a negociant, and uh, the village was Volnay, and the vineyard was Fremiet, Premier Cru. And it was transcendental. I never had a wine like that before. So that was, it was a 69 vintage I had in 79. And then I became a wine buyer, cut up to 1982, 80, 82 now, 1980, uh, at Cafe Lido in uh, North Beach. And I was uh, tasting a lot of wines from around the world, including some Oregon wines, because this distributor, one distributor had 
this one producer, another one had that producer. And uh, I tasted some wines that kind of reminded me of some of these Burgundy wines. And at that time, California wasn't really making, most people would say, very good Pinot Noir, and they were usually 51% other than Pinot Noir in the bottle. (laughs) Uh, But Oregon was 100% Pinot Noir. And um, with the cool climate, they resembled a lot, the Burgundy wines back then. And uh, one thing led to another. I got the idea to start my business. Um, Andre Chelischeff was a real mentor to me because he used to stop in to uh, All Seasons uh, Market where I, where I was working in Calistoga as the wine buyer. And we get to talking, and one thing led to another. He learned that I was interested in these Oregon wines, and I was actually carrying some of them there. And he said, uh, I, I, I told him an idea that I had to distribute the wines in California. And he said, that's a really good idea. Um, those wines are going to be very important someday. And today they are. Dan? Uh, well, Tom's uh, really a pioneer in that respect, and that's that's one of the reasons he was talking about this. And basically the, the real quick instant bottom line is that Tom is one of the few people who really emphasizes great wines from cool climates that emphasize acidity and longevity. Not that I lay everything down, Steve. You know that I drink <laughs> some wines young, but in this case, Tom's collection is pretty impressive. Yeah. So that was 1985. Within a year, we added some Washington wines. In 1996, I became the Northern California broker for um, Sellers International, then, which later became known as Rudy Viest Selections. And uh, I went over to Germany in 96 and in two, again in 2000 with Rudy and uh, tasted all the great VDP estates. Not all of them, but the ones that he had, that which were about 25. VDP. Yeah, it's a, it's a consortium. Of, consortium, you have uh, 200 mm, some uh, of the top wine growers in Germany. They, that, they tend to be in-demand items, really high, high-end high stuff. Yeah. And here's here, one for you. Here's Steve. a VDP right here, producer Michael Frolish that we're going to taste. In. It's in the old Matus bottle. Yeah, it's called a box. box <laughs> we used oil. to drink Matus in mm, the it's a traditional college. bottle from hundreds and hundreds of years in the region, and it's yeah. uh, it's hard to sell because it doesn't go in a rack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it doesn't. Uh, yeah, but it's got a screw cap. You can keep it upright and. Agent mm. upright. California Wine Country with Dan Berger. Our guest is Tom Elliott of Northwest Wines. Uh, I had Tom try to explain Northwest Wines, but uh, it was confusing to me. But most things are. (laughs) So I'm going to turn it over to you, Dan Berger, and explain it for you. Well, very briefly, to make it simple, is that when Tom got in the business, people weren't importing these wines or bringing them in from Oregon and Washington. There was nobody doing this kind of stuff. And part of the reason was that these wines were fabulous but they needed explanation and a lot of importers just didn't want to explain anything to anyone tom is a smart guy and he figures he could explain this stuff so he started bringing these things in from oregon washington and germany and it was to me it was like a 
my it was a touchstone because it was so important for me. But personally, I love these wines. And Tom and I have known each other since, oh, my God, 30 years or something. And every time I would taste one of his wines, I could say, well, how come I can't get it? Well, it's available. Just, you know, it's like anything else, Tom. You you, you struggle to get a, a, a foothold in the business because it's not an easy area to import wine from. Well, that's for certain. And uh, actually, Dan, believe it or not, I think you and I go back closer to 40 years. Okay. That's good. Mendocino County Fair. We're all old. Let's keep moving. 30 years, but he laid him down for 10 years. (laughs) That's right. I I waited 10 years before I mentioned (laughs) Good one, Harry. Uh Uh, Okay, so we're talking Oregon, Washington, and and Germany. Yeah. And what is this that we're tasting? Go for it, Tom. Yeah, okay. Um, Just uh, I just want to pick up for a moment where I left off about um, selling the wines for Rudy Wiest, these great German VDP estates. So we had an amicable parting in 2003, and right at that time, another portfolio of really nice German wines fell into my lap, so the timing was perfect. They weren't all great VDP estates, but some of them were, and others were good, very good non-VDP estates at lower price points, which was good because anyone could afford the lower price point wines at, at that time, and it really got the wines into people's glasses so that was since 2003 my own selections now out of that portfolio it's northwestwine.com to check out everything they LTD. have <laughs> don't, don't confuse me yeah. Yeah. how anyway, about you've 70, already confused me man. 750.com slash northwest wines yeah that's right um, anyway, uh, you were asking about this we are going to speak about the Sylvaner. So, yeah, this is a, a wine from Germany, from the Franconian region, also known as Franken. It's uh, the central city in that area would be Würzburg. It's in the uh, all of Germany's wine country is in the south, mostly in the southwest. Franken is in the south central part of Germany. It has a Uh, Very um, warm uh, summers by cool climate standards and very cold continental winters. And what's the grape? Sylvaner. S-I-L-V-A-N-E-R. Sylvaner. That's the German spelling. The French use a a Y instead of the I. It's a a grape variety that might be identified as similar in some respects to Riesling with a slightly different aromatic. Yeah, I can see that. Typically made dry. This one's really dry. It's got that minerality, that sort of linear focus, uh, sort of an iron ore thing going on. What's really nice is that the, the stone fruit component in the aroma matches up gorgeously with uh, delicate foods and racy foods and Tom was talking to me off air about white asparagus. That's really what it's supposed to go with. Sylvaner and white asparagus, you know, like that. That, ma- that makes total sense. And yeah. I, I really like this, Harry. Yeah, I'm enjoying it as well. I'm not familiar with the grape. Um, and the packaging, I think we talked about before we, we took our break there, it's certainly a unique yeah. style of packaging yeah. a wine. It yeah. looks like the old Matus bottle. It's a box boitel. It's a German, a traditional old German shape, and sort of for this region, bulbous, Falcon, yeah. yeah, a flagon shape, a, a flagon. Here we go with a yeah. screw cap, in, in fact, on this. Yeah. But this bottle shape goes back to the 1700s. 
I believe that. And uh, it's a protected bottle shape in in Germany just for this region. Really? Yeah. Amazing. Uh, Franken is dry wine country. Um, there's very little wine made there that's not dry. And it's also Sylvaner country. It's where uh, the greatest Sylvaners in the world are grown. Sylvaner is also grown in Switzerland, in northern Italy, in uh, Austria, in uh, Hungary, in California, uh, actually, in, and in Oregon. Um, I'm sure in other places, too, in very small quantities. Um, but this region is known for having the greatest quality Sylvaner. Yeah, yeah, you I, also, I, I like this a lot. It's a yeah. delicious wine, but Tom also brought you a great Chardonnay, Steve, so that's the next one. <laughs> and that would be from Oregon or Washington? It's from Oregon. Are we Are we on moving Not yet. we got to move, okay. yeah, because... Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you got to get that Chardonnay. You won't believe how good that is. <laughs> All right, well, here you go. It is California Wine Country with Dan Berger, our guest Tom Elliott of Northwest Wines. And uh, you got the Chardonnay in front of you. Oh, the Chardonnay, yeah, right. And this is a uh, Oregon Chardonnay. That's right, from the Willamette Valley, estate grown. The producer Cooper Mountain, founded in 1978. Yeah, I have tasted something from them before. Cooper Mountain, mm-hmm. Oregon. All right, yeah. wine's very delicate and needs a little more time in the bottle. But and you, you had said earlier that I was going to really enjoy this. Well, this is the wine that goes with food. This is oriented toward food. <clears throat> and if you take this bottle home, you oh. will, it'll go great with whatever you're going to serve. Oh, I am taking it home. <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. Uh, give us a little more background, Tom, on, on uh, this Cooper Mountain Yeah, so they're family-owned and operated, and the operator is today is the second generation, Barbara Gross. Uh, her father... Uh, Dr. Robert Gro- Gross was um, is was a uh, homeopathic doctor, and um, Nicholas Jolie, one of the great biodynamic uh, producers in the Loire Valley of um, France, visited um, Cooper Mountain in the 1990s and uh, put out his arms on the land and uh, across and stood out with his legs and said, "You forgot your legs." And what he meant is the roots down below the surface of the earth. Interesting. And uh, that's uh, they got to talking, and uh, long story short, Dr. Gross got into biodynamics. They were the first to be certified organic in Oregon in 1995 by Oregon Tilth. They were the first to become certified biodynamic by Demeter in 1999. Well, this is a 2020. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. love it. Yep. You're right. Uh-huh. Delicious wine. It needs, it needs food. But, yep. you know, in 2002, <clears throat> they were the first winery to gain label approval for no sulfites added under really? national organic program standards. And in 2010, they completed their carbon neutral challenge. Carbon Neutral Challenge, yes. They're playing tonight at Hot Monk, one of my favorite bands. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, love, I love this. Yeah. I'm, I'm taking notes. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and this is uh, half stainless steel and half neutral oak aged. No uh, yeast added. It's native, uh, unfined, unfiltered. How long would you lay this down, Dan? It's a 20 Well, I w- I, if I had it open, and you will tonight, I would decant this and let it sit. And don't I wouldn't chill it any further. i just let it sit at room temperature. This is a really delicate style wine. It doesn't want to be chilled very much, and it doesn't want to be 
left in the bottle after that opening. I should decant it for what, I would two hours it for a couple of hours and then you'll find how interesting the wine becomes it just needs more time at room temperature because it's it's really made it's got it's only 13 percent alcohol it's very delicate but a lot of structure a beautiful Acidity. structure yeah great mm-hmm. structure concentration it looks like a rose You've oh yeah the right. next one is pink the next one <laughs> almost more orange uh, yeah. The winery calls it sockeye salmon. The That's color. a good color, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is gorgeous. Oh, yeah. I love this aroma. What is that? Uh, the producer is Gramercy Cellars. Uh, they're in the, they're in Walla Walla, um, but the grapes are that would for be this. Washington. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, though actually, the Walla Walla Valley uh, appellation is really interesting because the state line cuts right through it. So, so it's in Oregon, technically. Yeah. About 40% is <laughs> yeah. in uh, Oregon, about 60% in Washington. The um, Their own estate vineyards are, um, I believe, on both sides. Um, oh, good gracious. And the That's... winery is on the Washington side. Steve, you got to... You got to try this stuff. This, the pink stuff is fabulous. Yeah, it's 2022 vintage. The um, pink stuff, Dan. Oh, the pink. Yeah. Well, let, that's what I call me, it. It's a rosé. I sorry. hate to do this, but I'm going to pour out uh, point, my there's, taste there's of Chardonnay. He never does that. Oh, I know. This better what, be a great wine, Dan. It's, it's a pretty amazing. Your continued rosé. affiliation with the program is going to depend <laughs> on his enjoyment <laughs> of this wine. <laughs> it's all from a single vineyard, Olson, this in is, the Columbia Valley, not far from Red Mountain, AVA. And uh, what they do at Gramercy is they go for the coolest blocks in uh, Olson Vineyard, and they farm that for rosé. Um, and it's they, not an uh, afterthought. They leave more shading on the vine on, on the grapes. This uh, really and, is uh, nice. They crop it's it hev- they yeah. crop it heavier for uh, lower, out, lower lower bricks, uh, so it comes out at thirteen percent alcohol. And uh, it's 50% Sanso, 25 Grenache, and 25 Syrah. We call it California Wine Country. Today we're discussing wines from Oregon, Washington, and Germany with Tom Elliott of Northwest Wines. I'd give you the website, but last time I tried that, I got uh, three other websites. And you, <laughs> you, They're you, on you, Facebook. Yeah. Look Just, up Northwest uh, okay. Wines on Facebook. It's very and some of the, yeah, you can a, lot of, a lot of times wines are available at Bottle Mart. Okay. Yeah. Uh, man. Are you familiar with this winery, Dan? Which From one? the Rosé? No, I never heard of Gramercy. No, no. Uh, but, again, it's like I haven't been to Washington in about four years, and, and a lot of these wineries escape me because I'm just not up there all the time. I, I wish I could make, make more trips, but I just, you know, it's not easy to get to Washington. Uh, look, I, the last time I drove, it took me 11 hours. So. <laughs> You could have flown to Australia in 11 hours. That's true. Yeah, it's true. I've done that. I know you have. <laughs> I think we just heard a cork pop on yet another wine. Well, yeah. I'm done for the day. Okay. <laughs> what are we not, having now, no, Tom? No, you're not. There's one more to go. Oh. I'm not going there, sir. Thank okay, you. Okay. Well, I'll do it. I'll tell you what it is. Yeah. This is a Pinot Noir. Yeah. And and Pinot Noir from the north, Northwest, if, it is, if it's a Northwest Pinot Noir, it's Oregon. You're not going to find hardly any Pinot Noirs out of Washington. Really? Almost not. And why is that? Washington is really Cabernet country, and Oregon is Pinot Noir country, and that's just the climate, mm-hmm. the way the climate works out. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And this is Elk Cove 2021 from Willamette Valley, a state bottled. I love the nose on it. Oh, it's stunning wine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, my goodness. 
It's really good. Yeah. It's got a little bit of that black cherry, but it's also got some real personality. It's, it's got vibrancy. Yeah, and like Cooper Mountain, this is another second-generation winery, uh, first planted in uh, 1973, Pat and Joe Campbell. Um, since the mid-'90s, this, their son, Adam, uh, and their daughter, Anna, have been running the winery and the vineyards. And um, they've increased their vineyard holdings. They have multiple AVAs in, in their portfolio now. And uh, they're uh, certified sustainable by Live. That's All right, you're, you're getting yeah. a little geeky uh, yeah. here. <laughs> so yeah. I'm going to say hold on a, a second. And Harry? I can't get over the nose on this, quite frankly. It is such a delightful yeah, it's, aroma. It's bright and, and, and vibrant. It's got real And Harry, the taste is our red wine guy. Yeah. It matches the aroma. It's delicious. Yep. Beautiful color as well. And what year, Tom, this Pinot? 2021. Great vintage. Um, sounds young, but the wines in 21 are really precocious. And yet they still have the structure and concentration to age for could be decades. This is the estate. Oh, that's thing. right up your alley, then, Dan. Uh, Dan will <laughs> lay it down for decades, definitely. <laughs> it's California Wine Country brought to you by Bottle Barn with Dan Berger, Tom Elliott of Northwest Wines. Our guest today. Thanks, guys. 